are continuing sharing our favorite passages of the Bible with you. And on our previous episode, we were talking from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, talking about the resurrection of the dead. And we uh, made the emphasis in regards to Christ being the first fruit of those who had fallen asleep. And so we want to pick up from that same chapter, chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, and we want to begin at verse 35. Now this is uh, more lengthy than what I would normally share, but it is filled with so much imagery and so uh, many encouraging words uh, for the believer of what to look forward to after our physical body is uh, is changed once our physical body dies and where we go from there. And so I wanted to share these with you today. So I'm reading from, um, this is the NIV translation, beginning at verse 35, and I'll read down to verse 38, then I will skip down to 43 through 58. 35 says, But someone may ask, how are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish, verse 36 says, what you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed, he gives its own body. 43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown, referring to the physical body, in weakness. It is raised in power. 44. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, The first man Adam became a living being, the last Adam a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, the second man from heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the the earth. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, The dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. 
for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Praise God for his word today, beloved. Now, let's look at this, if we will, a little bit closer. Verse 35 talks about how can or how are the dead to be raised? What kind of body will they be raised with? And Paul speaks by saying, how foolish. Um, And most of the people, um, I'm sure, could understand in agricultural terms how seeds would be sown uh, from a farmer's viewpoint and how a seed is sown or buried or planted in the ground and comes up different uh, when you were to, if you were to plant uh, a kernel of wheat or a kernel of corn, you don't plant the actual stalk or the ear of that corn, you plant its seed. That's the part that's buried in the soil. That's the part that has to die and germinate in that nutritious soil and grow into that stalk of wheat. And so much the same way with the natural body is the seed that is planted and that God determines um, as with the seed what the body will look like. Uh, Now we also have here a cross reference I want to see if I can find it real quickly here. Now that's actually in 1 Corinthians 15 and 38 and that looks to be Genesis 1 and 11 and let's turn there real quickly Genesis 1 and 11 And it simply says, Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. So just reaffirming that, that the life of the seed, the potential of what the seed is going to become, is within the seed. It's not the seed itself, but it's within the seed. 
It says seed-bearing plants and trees on the land. Um, that vegetation comes from those seeds. So whether it grew up to be an oak tree or an apple tree or whatever fruit-bearing or um, what have you, the potential for it to be whatever it's going to be was determined by God. And that's how he began it in the book of Genesis. Then it goes down and says that um, how the physical body is sown in dishonor, but it will be raised in glory. It's sown in weakness, but it's raised in power. So here we see the frailties of the physical body. And honestly, I would not want to forever be in this body because it decays, it deteriorates. Uh, cells die and um, and things change over time. But we want a body that is going to be forever uh, full of life and vigor and vitality. And that only comes by way from a by way of a spiritual body. Because it says that the physical body is sown in weakness, but it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. So this is God's plan. God's plan is to sow the physical body and to raise it as a into or raise it as a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, then there is a spiritual body. So it just stands to reason that uh, that is true as well. And how the first man, Adam, became a living being, and the life, and the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. That the spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and then the spiritual followed. That the first man was of the dust of the earth, and the second man was from heaven. God, uh, the Son, Jesus in the flesh, came from heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is a man from heaven, so are also those who are of heaven. And just as we were born and had the likeness of Adam as being part of our physical body, our physical identifications, so now have we been born uh, of God for those who have accepted and received Christ as Lord and Savior and we will look like him. Uh, and then it says, um, I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So there has to be a transformation. There has to be. It says, nor does the perishable inherit uh, the imperishable. And then it says, I tell you a mystery. Listen, we will not all sleep. But we will all be changed. So there, so there will be some who, at the time of Christ, uh, when he comes to rapture or to take away or to, to catch up uh, the church, we're all caught up in the air to be fair with the Lord. There will be some of us who are still yet living at that time. And there will be those who may have already died in the Lord who are asleep. But we will all be changed at the same time. So the persons who are living at that time that Christ comes to, quote-unquote, rapture the church, don't have a heads up on those who died in the Lord. Um, in fact, 
the the change will be all at the same time for those who are both yet living on the earth and those who have died in the Lord already. There will be a change. It says it will be in a flash. It says, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. And then it says, um, death has been swallowed up in victory. And verse 56, and we spoke about this uh, during our time, uh, I was thinking about, about the law and such a few episodes back where the sting of death is sin. So the what makes sin, sin is what makes death painful, uncomfortable, is the sin and the power of sin is the law. Remember that the people before the law was given did not even know that they were enemies of God and committing sins that made them enemies to God. Uh, they did not even know that. And so God gave the law in order to show them that, that you are against me, you're opposing me. And now that you know that, and now that you know that you are incapable of making things right because you're not perfect. You can't do it all because it's not in you to do. You just don't know how to do it because man was born what in sin because of Adam. Back again to Adam. So he came himself to make things right. He did not leave us in our sin. He did not leave us trapped, if you will, under the shackles and bondages of sin. He came as a man. Jesus is God in the flesh and he came as a man to break the chains of sin and to free us from its grip, to free us from its hold upon us. So now he gave us a choice. Being born um, from Adam, we were all born in sin. There was no escaping that. But when Christ came and died for our sin and then raised from the dead, showing that he was God in the flesh, that he had power over sin and over death, then then he is the one that gives us this access and gives us this victory. And it says, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. I want to read from the Passion Translation, beginning at verse uh, 35. And it reads, I can almost hear someone saying, How can the dead come back to life? And what kind of body will they have when they are resurrected? Foolish man. Don't you know that what you sow in the ground doesn't germinate until it dies? It has to first be what? Sown. And then it can germinate. And what you sow is not the body that will come into being, but the bare seed. So we're sowing just the bare seed. We're not sowing what it's going to become. We're sowing what it is. And then it will germinate and grow into what it is to become. 
It says, and it's hard to tell whether it's wheat or some other seed, but when it dies, this is verse 38, God gives it a new form, a body to fulfill his purpose. And he sees to it that each seed gets a new body of its own and becomes the plant he designed it to be. We're going to go down to verse 43. The body is sown in decay, but will be raised in immortality. It is sown in humiliation, but will be raised in glorification. It is sown in weakness, but will be raised in power. If there is a physical body, and there is, then there is also a spiritual body, and there is. For it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became the life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual didn't come first. The natural precedes the spiritual. The first man was from the dust of the earth. The second man is Yahweh from the realm of heaven. The first one made from dust has a race of people just like him who are also made from dust. The one sent from heaven has a race of heavenly people who are just like him. Once we carried the likeness of the man of dust, and we did, because we were born after Adam. We were born in sin and shapened in iniquity. But now, because of Christ, because of him coming and justifying us and being raised from the dead, having victory over death, hell, and the grave, now, now, it says, let us carry the likeness of the man of heaven. Verse 50 is now regarding the transformation. Now, I tell you this, my brothers and sisters, flesh and blood are not able to inherit God's kingdom realm. And neither will that which is decaying be able to inherit what is incorruptible. Listen, and I will tell you a divine mystery. And here's the mystery. Not all of us will die. But we will all be transformed. It will happen in an instant. In the twinkling of of his eye. For when the last trumpet is sounded, the dead will come back to life. And the dead will come back to life, what? In that new spiritual body. Because the first body, their seed, as it was um, so well illustrated in the first few verses that we read, died and was buried and now it's being raised in the new spiritual body and it says 
for we will discard our mortal clothes, which is that physical body, and slip into a body that is imperishable. No sickness, no ills, no diseases, uh, no stress, um, none of the weighty attachments that the physical body had uh, to deal with and struggle with uh, while in the physical. And then it says, what is mortal now will be exchanged for immortality. And when that which is mortal puts on immortality and what now decays is exchanged for what will never decay. So we're going from the hurt and the perishing and the decaying part of a physical body. We're moving from that level now to a whole new different level that will never decay. Then the scripture will be fulfilled that says, death is swallowed up by a triumphant victory. So death, tell me, where is your victory? Tell me, death, where is your sting? It is sin that gives death its sting and the law that gives sin its power. But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. So now, beloved ones, stand firm, stable and enduring. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit that endures. So be encouraged today, beloved, and know that you can be steadfast and immovable and always seek to excel in the work of the Lord. Always do your best and do more than is needed. That's how the Amplified says it. Be continually aware that your labor, even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord, is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. God is always, always proving himself strong on our behalf. He is always utilizing everything that we give him for a kingdom purpose. And so be encouraged and know that Jesus, the anointed one, is our champion. He is our victor. And we're his beloved. And we will be changed and receive new bodies at his appearing. God bless you. Keep you. It's my prayer.